Blog Talk Radio. Good morning and happy Wednesday. Welcome back to another week of Up Your Volume where we talk about the arts and living consciously. I got my partner in crime on the line, my mom, a.k.a. Paleo Boss Lady. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. How are you today, daughter? <laughs> good. I'm really good. Feeling a yeah. lot better than I was last week. Last week I was like deathly ill, so um, feeling much better. How excited about our show today. And I'm excited yeah, just- when it's just the two of us. I know, you know, we, I guess probably once a month we seem to have just the two of us because, you know, it's usually brought about um, by stuff that, you know, like this is about back to school. It's like just an event that's sort of a time of year, a message, a situation that happened where it's like, well, we have some really valuable, like these were, these were times in our life where we had to work and focus and maybe rethink things a little. So maybe we should like talk about that. Like we didn't think about this. It just sort of evolved into this, um, which is always, you know, wonderful because that's, you know, we try and keep this as fluid as possible, especially the fact that it's a live show. Um, So we don't record most podcasts and things are recorded and then edited and, and, and people put them out on a schedule. We actually, don't do that. Um, and in doing this, we also try and keep it kind of fluid. And we've been fortunate because all of our guests have been fluid with us when we've needed to be. So, um, but we really yeah. think this one is really important. And today when we were rehearsing, you know, listening uh, to our conversation, like it was really a great refresher because there were a lot of things that I forgot about that, you know, took place and vice versa for you, I think you know, right. in the college transition. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. It, I mean, it definitely flies by fast enough that it's hard to think back to that time period. So when you were reminding me of things that made me think of things that I wanted to share with the students and, and things that, you know, reminded you what you wanted to share with the parents, I think it was a, it's a good topic for sure. Yeah, well, and it's interesting because one of the things that happened for both you and I was when you moved to college, I moved to California, which is on the other mm-hmm. coast. Um, so we both same sort day, of, too. Yeah, so September we both 6th. sort of went away at the same time. So we even had sort of a an additional layer um, that we can share, you know, um, that, that just sort of fits universally, whether, you know, the parents leave home or not is irrelevant, but our situation was that we, we did have it that way. Um, so, and the Olympics are finally over, you know, I haven't had a TV except for anything but the opening ceremony. So I've had to live through social media and the internet. Wow. I know it's, it's, it is a it is a great loss. I will say it is the first time that I have felt a loss of not having television. Um, has been these Olympics particularly, and I guess it's because you know being an American, we were standing quite tall. 
Right. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, this week did end. Uh, on, on Sunday, it ended the 2016 Summer Olympics in Rio. Um, the actual, the Rio Games marked the first Olympics held in South America, which I didn't even realize, to be honest. Oh, neither did uh, I. Wow. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, and we saw Team USA at the top of the medal charts every in every single category for only the seventh time in Olympic history. Wow. And the first time since 19... Excuse me, since 1948. Wow, so, so it's been a hell of a long time. Yeah, it's been a very, very long time, about 70 years, um, you know, since um, since we made history. We, so I, I can't believe we led in, in every single category, um, but that's awesome. And, and we, we ended up having 121 medals, including 46 golds, 37 silvers and 38 bronze medals. Um, the U.S. is one of five nations to ever have accomplished this feat in the Olympic Games. Who are the um, other ones that you know, like Russia probably, and I, I can't even well, imagine Germany. It's funny you say that. Um, let me just let me just finish this really quick. I'm sorry. Um, no, it's okay. And then the the uh, this is the first to do it in 40 years. Um, the first one to uh, have accomplished, you know, the leadership in all categories. I um, mean, the first wow. one to do it in 40 years, and we haven't done it in almost 70 years, so it's pretty crazy. Um, so out of USA's um, 121 medals, it's the most ever for a team, for a U.S. team in non-boycotted games, topping the previous high of 110 from Beijing in 2008. So, I mean, we pretty much killed it for our, our, we oh, beat yeah. our own record. Yeah. So, um, I, you know, and, and I was, I wanted to get back to what you were saying because I have a friend that's not from the U S um, mm-hmm. that I was talking to and they were like, you know, and, and I, I was watching this at actually Tantalum at my gig on Friday. Uh, we're watching some of the, some of the relays and, mm-hmm. um, this friend was just like, you know, isn't it funny that, you know, it was, it was actually, you know, one of my good friends that's from Japan. And he was just like, you know, it makes sense why U.S. wins so much because they have the money to put into the kids to get them to become better athletes. And it was a whole big, turned into a whole big discussion about how it is usually the world leaders at the top, Russia, as you mentioned, China, mm-hmm. um, you know, and I was I was debating before before we had picked our topic. I was debating having a topic on on that because I feel like it'd be really great for our listeners to call in and share their opinions on it. Um, but usually, yes, um, there is some truth to that. I mean, I argued a little bit, and then after, you know, after I slept on it that night, I kind of realized there definitely is some truth to. Um, that statement or, or the way people perceive it. Um, definitely seeing the, the world leaders winning the most medals, I think, does say something. Now, what that says is very highly opinionated, and I think everybody will have their own opinion, but at the same time, um, you know, I, I do believe there is some truth to that for sure. Um, but anyway, that, that's our Olympic recap. We kind of went through all stages of it, um, right. you know, t- talking about, Golf being there, and, go- and golf was awesome. And I think I think a lot of the Zinka virus and everything like that was a lot of hype. I mean, I think yeah. it was so 
it seemed to just be a lot of scared hype and and I'm happy that the people that went to the Olympics went to the Olympics congratulations to Michael Phelps for killing it again and and I think he's the most he's the person that holds the most medals of all time in the in Olympics amazing which is unbelievable um and I did want to do we had last week we kind of did Berkeley upcoming artist Mario last week was great Oh, it was so great. It was so great. Yeah. Um, but I wanted to do a continuation of the podcast from the week prior. Um, that was more, I guess maybe it was two weeks prior. Um, we had done like a graduation playlist. Right. Um, this is more like going back to college, like songs I think of when, because you're still going into college, not really knowing that many people. Even if you go to a state right. college, you're going to be in a dorm with somebody you don't know or Maybe you're entering a sorority or fraternity that people you don't know. Like, everything's new. Mm-hmm. Classes are, you know, all the teachers, everything's new. So um, you are going to, you know, rely on a lot of your friends from high school or um, from your neighborhood or something like that to get you through it. And there's going to be songs that take you back. And, and mm-hmm. your graduation songs kind of also turn into your back-to-school songs because you're sad a little bit in the beginning until you get comfortable and and find your groove. Um, yeah. So I wanted to do our playlist kind of like that this week. And number one, I have um, all my friends by LCD sound system. And they came out probably 2004 or five, right when I was in high school. And um, this is a big song for us, all my friends, mm-hmm. because it definitely, you know, reminded us of, of our, of our, of the good times we had with these you know, high school packs so many great memories and friendships that you can't ever replace. So um, that song definitely is a great one to have. Um, number two, this was like my, I want to say even middle school, but maybe it was eighth grade graduation. Um, Vitamin C came out with graduation, Friends Forever, and that was huge, huge, huge. So um, it may not be for you kids out there that, you know, this may have come out in like 2001. But um, definitely a great song and definitely great for, for uh, going to college. Um, again, another oldie but goodie, Going Away to College is the name of the track by Blink-182. Great song coming at number three. Mm-hmm. I love Blink. Um, oh, yeah. Anything that... Uh, Travis. That, yeah, that Travis does kind of is gold. Um, yep. And the number four, Jimmy Eat World, I really don't think they really had a bigger song than the middle. And that was um, definitely about the transition period and, mm-hmm. and um, great song. And then this is like my jam and it's, it's the best. Um, number five coming in, um, Rusted Roots, Send Me On My Way. Oh my God. Love that song. <laughs> Send me on my way. <laughs> I love that song. Oh my God. So um, yeah. And that just, that's kind of a good one for, for bar favorites, too. Once you get, you know, a little older in college, Send Me On My Way is definitely one of, like, the closing songs in a bar. And it brings you back to some good times. So that's the playlist we have for this week. And, we, you know, I, I want to let you kick off kind of our big topic this week. And, and you know, just so you guys know, it's going to be from both standpoints, go, uh, you know, from the parent standpoint and the, chi- and the, the student standpoint. Of going right. Back. Well, I, I want to do our little conscious topic first. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
And then, so we'll do that and then maybe take a break and then we'll come back and do our back to school. Is that cool? Cool. Yep. What do you got the kids playing? I, I guess so. Hey, guys, let's go to sleep. Come here. Um, you know, we're dog freaks, so uh, our podcasts include the life of dogs um, who tend to do things as they like. Um, so, yeah, and, and living consciously, I actually want to share something that I read today or yesterday, um, I believe it was today, in the L.A. Times that really made me happy. Um, there is a soda consumption tax that was imposed in Berkeley, um, I mean, in, in California, in the northern part of California. And um, the results are in and how that is doing. And this tax is different. It's not a tax like when you get to the register, they add a percentage. It is incorporated into the cost of the soda. So it basically increased the cost of sugary drinks. That's what it's for. Gatorade, Red Bull, sodas, things like that. Um and what we found is that it increased water consumption by 63% in the middle class, and it increased water consumption in almost 20% by lower class, which is a hugely positive outcome. It also decreased sugary, soda drinks in lower income families by 21%. Yeah. So that's like a double wham. It decreased sugar, increased water. Um, the one statistic that I found that I thought was very interesting is that in the surrounding communities where the tax wasn't imposed, uh, it increased the sales by 4%. So, you know, in a quick summary, what this means is that they're using the same vehicle they used for cigarettes and for alcohol, which definitely has shown results of decreasing consumption. Now, has it curtailed addiction and um, uh, things like that? No. But um, this is at least what I would consider to be harms reduction. You know, <coughs> harms reduction is nicotine patches when you're trying to quit smoking, okay? It, it, it's, it's less than right. the evil, but it is not a perfect solution. It is one, just one way that we can get better and better. Um, so, you know, I want to applaud, you know, our voters are, you know, are the people that make this stuff happen, because I believe that this lays the ground for us to move it out to other counties and other places. Um, you know, they did it in New York, you know, Bloomberg, I think, was the first one to to do this. And I think California sort of was following suit. Um, and as I'm talking to you, I'm watching uh, two hummingbirds uh, on flowers, which is just Mother Nature at its finest. Sorry to just digress. But um so, you know, and I have to tell you, as someone who is a true sugar addict and I continue to battle the natural sugar addiction and my MS does not like it. So it truly is a battle because I typically won't do anything my MS doesn't like. But for some reason, constantly pushing the lines with honey and syrup, maple syrup. And, and literally that's that that's it. Dates, bananas. I mean, it's ridiculous to think that those things can be harmful. But to me, they are. They're, you know only in moderation, if not at all, is best for me. Um, right. And I believe okay. that is, you know, that is the, the remnants of a lifelong of having sugar in so much, um, you know, and being in a family where a mother didn't really pay attention to what we were eating. You know, she had addiction issues herself, you know, not necessarily food, but um, so, yeah. So I just wanted to talk about that. I mean, would you have thought that it would have had that drastic of a change? 
No, not at all. And, um, you know, I think the American way is if you can't get it one way, you try the other Mm -hmm. way. You know what I mean? And Mm -hmm. I'm happy to hear that it was successful. I mean, I remember being in college and even even living in my community in Long Beach, which, you know, we are in L.A., we are in the west side. um, And it always bothered me that the vending machines, I mean, I live in this community where there's a pool, a gym, and right near the gym, there is a vending machine. And in this vending machine, the, there's nothing water. There's no water. There's absolutely zero water. The, the closest thing that's, I guess, I mean, it's all terrible, but they have right. all sodas, lemonade, and um, it's all soda, lemonade, and Powerade. It's like all the worst things you can have. And wow. That's how it was in high school, and that's how it was in college. Like, there was mm-hmm. no – I do remember Berkeley College of Music, the college I went to in Boston, getting a Sobe um, vending machine, mm-hmm. um, and, they, and they had some, you know, they had some okay drinks that were pretty much water, like Sobe Life Water. Um, mm-hmm. but for the most part, it was always sugary. There'd, there'd be a Snapple machine. There'd be your Coke pepsi machine whatever and then you know it's all and then you'd have your gatorade machine i mean it really it really right. didn't open the doors for you to try to be healthy and any type of snack vending machine is always going to have your starburst your chips your your m&ms i mean there was even hospitals have that you know what i mean think about it it's like a universal it's very twisted it's very twisted mm-hmm. and i think um you know, if they just kind of change the narrative, I, I like that you brought up that, you know, the fact that it, they did it with, you know, alcohol and cigarettes. And I think that's mm-hmm. very important. And, and, um, you know, the price of, of that shit out here and, and the, you know, included tax and stuff like that. I mean, I definitely think, um, there's more we could do. There's always more that we could do, but I, I definitely see it a lot in the vending machines. Um, yeah. It's just sometimes they just want a bottled water and and I need to literally get in my car and it's just it's just crazy to me that there are dorm rooms that are the same way. And um That's why it's so important to have your own personal water, your own personal, you know, cooler whatever it is and now you can get those great, fresh. you know. Well, no, you can get those great uh, little, you know, cooler things, hand, you know, bottles that keep it the temperature you put it in. So if you put water in it cold, it stays cold like 24, 48, 36 hours. And they're only like right. $15 on Amazon or something. You know, that's right. what I'm getting from my cross country trip, you know? So, so then you don't have to worry about these sugary vending machines. We really have to. And then that decreases demand, which stops these businesses from thriving. And then eventually we'll end vending machines, you know, because we're all taking control or we'll change right. the narrative of the vending machine. But we do have to take ownership to create that change or write a lot of letters to every pool school and hospital and demand for change. I think it's easier yeah. just to stop spending our dollars there myself. No, I, I agree. And, and I'm not saying that I am spending any dollars. There. That's what that's no, the no, whole point. I, no, I'm not saying you are. Yeah. I'm just saying that I think that that's the way we can collectively change that horrific I narrative. I mean, the fact that there's no water and you know, it's all kids at the pool. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's it. I know I had Mountain Dew at the beach because there was no water in our vending machine. And these things called like Michigan cherries, which were just fake sugar made cherries. Yeah. No, it's, it's, re- it's really terrible. Um, it's, 
I mean, not that juice is any better, but I mean, it's literally soda, sugar. It's just sugar on sugar on sugar. And it's just, it's, mm-hmm. it's not, not good. Um, but I think that's a great, a great thing that Berkeley's doing. I, I appreciate, I love hearing things like that because it makes me um, excited for the future and yeah. hope that, you know, there is going to be some change and that people will see this as a good thing and it'll continue to, to show results. That's for sure. Yeah, I hope so. So, yeah, so that's, that's what I got. And then I guess we'll, um, take, we're we'll going to take a quick the, break. Yeah. Awesome. And, um, if there's anybody out there that was listening to last week and has anything they want to you know, talk about from any previous weeks or this week, please give us a call at 845-277-9095. Um, we'd be happy to answer any questions. As always, you can always check out paleobofflady.com. And Nikki, that's N-I-C-K-I dot, or dot, dash, mm-hmm. dot com um, for, for more information on me. And we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Welcome back. Hello, so what, what I'm you, super excited to be back. I'm sorry, I was drinking my my water. My water. We were just talking about sugary drinks. My water was a little lemon, which is your standard, Bev. Ah, uh, I love it. Live for it. But mine requires like probably a half a lemon. Right. <laughs> it's ridiculous. <laughs> More out. She's like with extra lemon, and they bring like one, and then she's like, no, I mean like a lot of extra lemon. And then I, like just say, I just say, give me a side of lemons. Like, I don't know how else to put it at this point. Like, give me a whole lemon, cut it up, and get, put it on a plate, and we'll be good. It's true. Crazy. It's true. So I'm sure that was a big transition when you went off to college. So for anyone that's just joining us, um, mm-hmm. when Nikki moved to college that same day, I moved to California. So we officially were going to be on separate coasts. So our talk is going to be geared towards not only, um, you know, parents don't have to leave the home, but we do also have, you know, sometimes parents are traveling, you know, so they're not home to, you know, which is, is also, and when they do come home from traveling and their kid's not there, that's weird. You know what I mean? If you're, um, so we're going to talk about all different stuff. And we decided that the best way to do it is Nikki's going to give student lens and I'm going to give parent lens and, um, a lot of the things that, that we sort of evolved, we sort of did together, but um, were created, you know, maybe or instigated or um, defined or developed by the student or, you know, so Nikki might share it, but it ended up being a collab, a collab yeah. or vice versa. Um, and I really think that, and we talked about this also earlier, that from the psychological lens, which is the way I, I sort of look through everything, um, look at everything, Nikki uh, 
she went to a host of schools. She didn't follow the, you know, because God forbid I'm her mother and, and we follow anything traditional. She went to a Montessori school. Then she went to a very a private school. Then she went to a performing arts school, right? A traditional public school, um, a community college, and then Berkeley. So mm-hmm. that's six, six. And, yeah. you know, so that's a lot. Uh, that's, I don't mean, that's very much a lot. Um, and we, and, and throw into that, went and studied at UCLA and also went away to summer camp. So, um, and went away for months at a time. So we have had a lot of separation throughout our time. And looking back, her entrance into preschool um, and her going off to college were probably the two biggest transitions I had as a parent. And I believe that she experienced um and we did talk about that would you do you feel the same way well i don't necessarily remember going away to preschool but um i do feel like going away to college was definitely a huge transition for sure um but i one one that i had been i had been planning for the move to boston since i was probably 10 years old i knew i was going to go to that school i knew i was and i'd never been to Boston, which is even the weirder part, is I had never even been there until I moved there. And, but I knew, you know, there were a lot of colleges there. Um, I also knew that I, I wanted to be at Berkeley. Um, and I, I kind of had planned to be in a big city. We went to New York a lot. We went to mm-hmm. Philly a lot. Um, and I think I just, oh, it always excited me, especially in New York. It always really excited me. And um mm-hmm having the convenience of, of bus travel, which was huge in college, just being able to take the mega bus or the bolt bus, you know, from, from Boston to New York a lot and see a lot of shows, uh, you know, see it in Christmas time, uh, you know, and then take another bus potentially to uh, Wilmington, Delaware, or even Westchester, Pennsylvania, you know, made it really easy for me to kind of travel even without a car um, and, you know, I think being in a city was something I always wanted to do. And I definitely think that um, leaving the nest, especially being an only child, um, you guys had definitely prepared me very well uh, to be, you know, to, to, to be independent and to be uh, ready for it, but it's still, nothing can beat really doing it. You know what I mean? And it actually being the first week that you're at college and you're meeting your roommate and you're, you're going to your first classes and um, definitely a big transition for sure. Yeah, no, I just remember um, for me finding, being very grateful that Facebook had just come out when you started like your freshman year and social media Give, providing almost a lifeline because you were good about sharing what was going on in college and it allowed me to feel involved but not invasive in what you were doing and also Skype was you know becoming a platform mm-hmm. so that brought it to a whole new level because for some reason like parents always want to like see you you know what I mean like oh yeah even though you know what I mean? So being able to see your child, uh, see a parent, you know, that really was helpful to me. And also texting mm-hmm. because I don't think I was really texting until you went to college. I think you going to college is what really prompted me to like, to use all of these things. Absolutely. I was only doing it 
you know, to keep connected. And still to this day, I think, you know, the first, the, the one and only consistent, you know, feed that I check all the time is my daughter's, you know, and um, a lot of times, even though we haven't talked, I feel very connected. And I feel like, you know, our global world, although we curse about it and then being in the now, I think when it comes to this kind of a transition, it was like huge. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, I, I think that was, you know, really a great timing because Facebook came out in 2005 and I had gone to school in 2006. I mean, it was, it was perfect timing for that to come mm-hmm. out. Um, originally, it was just for college students. So it was kind of cool for me, at least, because my first, I think, two or three years, um, parents weren't on Facebook, which I think was uh-huh. the craziest, craziest time of college. And then by the time I was, you know, out of the the big partying phase, everything, uh, Facebook had kind of branched out to everybody, which was cool. Um, but definitely Skype was huge. I know now for kids, you guys have the privilege of having FaceTime, which is mm-hmm. great. Um and I think even if you don't have an iPhone with FaceTime, I, I believe even even the droids now have something like FaceTime, um, which makes it a lot easier. And of course, as always, you can Skype from your phone as well. So that definitely was a huge plus. Um, and texting, for sure. You know, we definitely are, the millennials are definitely, um, you know, the, the texting group. And that's what we feel more comfortable doing. And it's always best to keep in touch, I think, with your kid that way because, um, you know, they'll check it whenever they can, you know what I mean? And they'll get back to you when they can. It's not so invasive or time consuming as maybe a phone call. Um, you know, a simple text can, can definitely enable you to, to touch base a lot more frequently. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I kind of, uh, and I know you're not done. I just wanted to integrate. No, no, keep going. Um, you know, I, I thought it was, you know, I'm definitely one of the more outgoing only children. I was never uh, really, you know, you know, quiet or introverted, but, um, you know, still difficult to meet people. And uh, I think I, I got very fortunate that I went to a school that was very, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It was very concentrated on one thing. It was a music college. So everybody had one common interest, but um, if you're going to a big university, you know, there's there's all different types of majors you can take. There's all different types of people. And, and if you, you know, what I found really great is, um, you know, that we had uh, peer advisors that were also students, but they were probably seniors when we were freshmen. And, and they put together these little groups and you can kind of partake in it or not um, go on these little, We I think we had like a uh, ice skating day. We had a day where we went to a Bruins game. Like our peer advisor kind of hooked us up with these little groups. And, um, you know, I, I definitely went to them. I thought they were really important, great networking. Um, so if you're part of an advisor group or, um, if there's a group that somehow you've gotten affiliated with, or, you know, you are at a big university and, and you are interested in something like chorus or, or glee club or, um, any of those things. You're um, such a singer. You're like chorus or glee club or chess club or <laughs> debate team or. <laughs> yeah, anything. Anything really. You know, sports. Get That's involved. great advice. Yeah, it, it's definitely a great way to start meeting mm-hmm. people. Um, and if you're, you know, 
somebody that definitely like managed a sports team in, in high school, say, you know, you managed your wrestling team or something, they do have that in college too. So, so talk to the coaches and, and see how to get more involved, whether you, you know, volunteer work or work at a concession stand. Those are just great ways to meet people and uh, people that have common interests. I know, I know when you moved to California, you said joining a gym, joining Gaz was your yep. way of meeting people. And I think that yep. commu- community events like that are really important when you move to a new place. So that's one thing I wanted to say. Um, you know, Berkeley had this little cool area, which was outside um, of the 150 building, our main building. And for some reason, they call that the Berkeley Beach. And it's the just kind of like a hit. Yeah. Yeah. And people would just hang out there, play music, talk. I um, hung out there. Yeah, it was definitely, and I, I met people right away there, and it was, yeah. it was kind of a, a really cool thing that they had. I um, forgot about that. I know. So group study sessions are always cool, and, and ways to make that fun where it's not like just people in your class. Um, for the most part, when you're entering uh, freshman year, first semester, and um, you go, you you know, you find people in your in your direct major. For the most part, you're going to have uh, similar classes, similar, you know, one oh ones that that you need to take. You know, college right. college writing one and two, all those things. You know, you're going to have some similar classes. So what I used to do is, you know, I'm Italian, so I would I would invite my girlfriends over and say I'm cooking, and I'd make a big Caesar. We'd all kind of, you know bring over wine, like some type of potluck, you know, somebody would mm-hmm. bring over, you know, whatever it was, and we'd all kind of make a potluck um, meal. And then we'd have a group study session. Like, you know, for us, we had weird things like ear training and, I mean, uh, you know, music theory and stuff like that, harmony. And, and we'd have these group study sessions where just the girls would get together and we'd write out a big um, study guide together, uh, maybe two sheets of paper, like an outline, and we would use that to study and we'd all, you know, put in our input. And I think that was really important. I also, I also grabbed a tutor. I mean, I was never a, a dumb kid. I never had learning problems or anything like that, but um, I wanted to do really well in school. And the tutors are also students just a little bit older. And I, I felt it was a cool thing to do. It was 30 minutes uh, once a week and, mm-hmm. um, it was just, I felt, I felt like it was a good thing to do. I also tutored at my community college that we talked about, uh, that my mom yeah. mentioned. So I definitely think that if you prefer to tutor or be tutored or do both, like I did, um, it's really, it's really another great way to meet people and to further your education as well. Um, and, and my mom had mentioned, you wanted to say about parents weekend and stuff like that. Yeah, I think that, you know, for me, my role as a parent, when um, when Nikki first went off to school, like, for the first three weeks, I literally, like, was, you know, wanted to know, like, so what, what are your classes like? Like, what are they telling you you're going to learn? Like, I was really interested in understanding what her experience was going to be like, what she was learning this experience was going to be like. And I think it was helpful um, because, you know, it's not like you're going back to your you know, roommate, and they're like, so, how was your teacher? How was your first day? Like, you did with your parents when you were living at home. Right, you know what I mean? Right. Um, or even, like, your best friends that you'd been in high school with forever. And I think we both found it really comforting in the first month to really just sort of 
you know, maybe talk a little more because we were filling each other in on that. So like that I knew that, oh, voice training or Harmony One was going to be this at the end of the year. Nikki was going to have this skill or it was going to prepare her for this, you know, which got me excited because I knew that obviously you were following your passion, you know, and that um, it also gave me confidence uh, when I went for parents weekend, which I didn't go the first year um, when because uh, I moved, uh, when I went the second year, I walked in and the very first um, person that I ran into uh, who even engaged with me at all was the president of the university who said of Berkeley, who said, you have to be Nikki's mom. And that immediately let me know, oh, my daughter's in good hands because they, <coughs> they know each kid here. This president knows my kid. There's over a thousand students here. Like, okay, this is a very nurturing, this is where I want my child to be, you know? So, um, and, you know, and then you also get to meet fellow students, fellow parents, you get to see graduates, kids that are getting ready to graduate, new students, you get to see all of it, you know, and spend time with roommates and friends and those parents. And, you know, I found it to be. And I would say that's pretty important as well um, to, to meet, the roommates and friends, like you were saying about oh, the yeah. adopt, adoptive family thing, but, um, and we say adoptive family as in like, you know, roommates or friends, uh, had yep. parents that would take us out and vice versa. My mom would even actually rent, a, a, an apartment, which was super cool because then she could have my friends over to cook and, um, yeah. kind of hang at her place. I think it's really important that you get to know, uh, definitely the roommate of, of who you're, who you're, and uh, the parents. Keep, yeah, and the parents, for sure. Yeah, because I remember, you know, feeling great safety in, you know, Nicole, you know, spending weekends with, you know, her one friend whose mother was also a singer and, you know, and, and you know, actually not only meeting the parents, but having parents that engaged, you know, that says right. a lot. So um, I know, like, at, you know, you, your friend that recently got married, like her parents were always, you know, with all you girls taking you out, oh, yeah. you know, doing this, including you and planning things like not just spare the moment we're here, like getting excited each year to get yeah. you all together. And it, it was very comforting to know that there are other parents looking out. So all parents sort of work collectively. We really did, you know, yeah. because when we were there, and I think we saw your things. core grew. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think planning things is another huge thing. Um, you know, having something to look forward to, especially because we were 3000 miles away and, and, you know, my, yeah. my, my, my dad was also another 400 miles away. I mean, I wasn't really, really wasn't close to anybody that I was no. related to. Um, and I think planning trips, just, just have, even if it's four months to six months out, you know what I mean? Just having something yeah. to look forward to. Um, really helps pass the time, gives you that something, you know, to, to really, um, you know, get excited about. And I think that's really, really important. Um, staying safe, you but, made sure. Sorry. Honey. I mean, just before you move on to, I just want to talk about, you know, there are some people and you know, many of these people that can't, that don't know when they're going to see their family and, you know, maybe in their whole four years aren't going to be able to go home. So how you navigate that is by using the steps before, which is right. you have to adopt a family because that's just what you're going to need to do. <laughs> and your family will find great satisfaction in that. And you will find great satisfaction in that because people are good and your friends are your friends and no one wants you to be left behind. So, but you also need to, to share with people that this is what's happening. Like, I'm not going to be able to go home 
for the holiday. I guarantee you, you're going to be spending the holiday with a family and it maybe will be the same family every year, maybe be different families. Maybe one year you'll have a group of friends and you'll create your own holiday, whatever it is. But you, you know, other people can help with all that for people that don't get the chance to go home. Exactly. No, I do And they agree can have things to look forward to as well. And if you don't have a family to, to go back to, period, um, I think it's a great opportunity for for you to get to know some of the families um, within your within your core group of friends, and um, this this is definitely going to be a great eye opening and wonderful experience for you because it is you do become a family with the people you go to school with. I mean, this is the first time for most of us the first time you're leaving the nest. Bless you, um, and and really. Um, defining who you are and entering adulthood with, yes. uh, you know, people that you're going to know f- forever and you're going to maintain a relationship with forever. And um, they, they become as close as family. You spend four great long years together and um, it, it's definitely a close knit bond. And, you know, I barely see mm-hmm. my college friends, but, 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 you know, we're, we're the best of friends and um, it's been you know, 10 years of, of a friendship at this point, and we're, we're still going strong, definitely. Yeah. Um, I would say another uh, parent thing um, that was that was good for me, um, my dad actually, when he, when he moved me into my room, the first thing he did was show me where the public transportation is. Now, no matter if Such you go to a Such a great school, thing. Yeah, and no matter if you go to school in a city or not in a city, there's usually some type of, of you know, college shuttle um, or transportation that'll take you either around campus or to different parts of um, your area. And for me, I had actually gotten into Berkeley second semester, but I didn't want to um, not be up there for first semester. I still wanted to, you know, like I said, I was I was very outgoing, and I really wanted to still network and meet my grade that I'd be graduating with, whether I was going to class or not. I still wanted to be surrounded by Berkeley kids. I wanted to meet Berkeley kids. I wanted to be in the center of where Berkeley was so I could meet more people. And that's exactly what I did. I got an apartment basically um, off campus, but right on campus, you know, and I mean, I wasn't living in a dorm, but I was basically right on campus. And, um, uh, the you know my dad walked me to the nearest tea stop. He got on the train with me, showed me how to take it to the school I I went to for a semester, um, and we rode it back. And then then he also we took I remember we took the orange line there, and then we actually took the red line to the green line on the way home just to show me two different routes in case you know one shuts down or in case uh, they're doing maintenance. I know. Um, Boston tunnels were having a really big problem when I was in college so mm-hmm. that he wanted to make sure that uh, in case of emergency, I knew multiple ways to kind of get around, um, which was really important. I also uh, got a zip car membership that Berkeley had given a discount on that helped me uh, lug gear. If you have a hobby that's sports related, you play hockey or something where you have a lot of gear that you have to lug around and maybe public transpo is, Kind Can you of explain zip car. 
for just people. Yeah, that I'm, might I'm not about to. That. I'm about to. Okay. Um, if if you have a, you know a lot of gear and, and you don't feel like public transportation is is the right thing to do, you don't want to spend a lot of money on a taxi. Um, what I would suggest is Zipcar. And Zipcar is really cool because it was run by apps, and I think apps and iPhones were really still new at the time I was in college. <clears throat> Excuse me. And Zipcar was an app where you could literally see a bunch of cars in different parking lots surrounding your area and it would show you the distance. Um, but mostly, especially in Boston, I believe there's one every couple blocks. So, I mean, it, it, it was fantastic. And what you could do is rent a car. Um, not even, you don't even have to deal with a human being. You just do it on the app. You rent a car for a certain number of hours and it shows you the price per hour. You don't have to pay for gas. All you do is return it to the spot that you got it at. You unlock it with the app. You get in it with the app. You Everything's through the app. You don't have to deal with a human. You don't have to have an ID <laughs> that, that says it's, you know, you're, you're 25 years or older, like a normal rental car. This is just, you know, you get your Honda Civic for $7 an hour. You use it for three hours. And that was, you know, really great for me because, yeah, like I said, I have a lot of gear and stuff like that. So that, that definitely helped me get around and stay safe. Um, other big things um, that I want to make sure that people do and, and um, know about, which I did right when I got to school, is um, find your new primary care doctor, find your nearest yeah. uh, hospital and ER, um, you know, excuse me, check in with your hospital, make sure, you know, make sure everybody takes your insurance and you know where to go. Um, most schools will have insurance that they will provide for you as well if you don't have it through your parents. Um, definitely something to look into. I know Berkeley had a great medical program. Um, other things that really helped me in college that my, my parents definitely helped me with was getting a gym membership. If you're, I think, I believe Berkeley has one now they have most schools now, I believe have gyms in them. Um, but for those that don't that go to maybe a small, you know, school, um, joining the closest YMCA, I was a member of my Y all four years and, um, not necessarily went all the time, but it was there and I made it a point to get excited about one class a semester. So whether it be yoga or swimming, excuse me, I have the hiccups, um, yoga or swimming or something like that, it, it definitely helped me and was there for me and, uh, you know, obviously keeps you active. I did not go to a school that had sports or any type of athletic anything, um, even though we did have yoga for musicians, which I took for three semesters, which was great. Um but, yeah, for the most part, there was no activities like that at a music college. So great to surround yourself. And another great way to meet people as well, um, joining a gym. Um, and I know there was one more thing that I feel like I wanted to say besides gym um, that's not coming to my head. But uh, those that's definitely, um, you know, those are, those are some smart things to do when you're going to college. Um, you know, and don't just fall into the trap of ramen and, you know, cheap food. There are definitely ways to, we, you know, we found our local Trader Joe's and we went there a lot um, and we would do like cooking activities. I mean, I really found it fun and therapeutic to cook with my friends. And mm -hmm. um, I remember even my boyfriend back then, like making me food and, and, uh, um, you know, I thought that was just a, a fun thing to do with friends and it's a, it's, it'll save you money in the long run. You have to be okay with eating leftovers and, and so, oh, that's what I was going to say. Speaking of food is there's a cafeteria pretty much, I would say, I want to say every school, 
And uh, at Berkeley, we had this little Berkeley card thing. And um, you could put money on it for your kids, <coughs> excuse me, for like a meal plan. Um, and my mom always did that every year. And I feel like most parents usually stopped around the second or third semester um, because most people are transitioning into getting an apartment or living in a group house with their friends. And uh, they don't really need the dorm you know, cafeteria, but that actually helped me a lot because not only could I stay on campus and still study and wouldn't have to rely on going home because some of my, some of my apartments tended to be a little further away from campus. And if I was going home, that meant I was, I was going home. There was no me coming back. So it not only allowed me to stay on campus for work-related activities um, or, you know, you know, just, just social activities. It definitely, um, helped me out financially too, because I always knew that I had a meal no matter what. And I believe Berkeley gave me two meals a day um, mm -hmm. if I wanted to use them. And if not, they, they went on to the next day. So I didn't lose. And that's really important and really smart um, that you guys did that because there was never time to go hungry. There were times where you were broke, but definitely never I had to go hungry. Oh, and I would even come and visit and we would go together because it was so good. Remember? Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Can you hear me? Yeah, kind of. It kind of went weird for a second. Yeah, no, I have to tell you, all the lights have gone out in the house that I'm at, but everything else seems to be on. So I don't know. I know that they've been working on the street, so um, right. we're, you know, we're we're, we're getting towards um, the end anyway. But I just wanted to. I, I have been here, but um, yeah, no, I thought that the, you know, that was the other thing is that you know, although the school cafeterias tend to offer a whole bunch of stuff. There were healthy options. Oh yeah. My school had a great, great, great variety and a lot of around the world stuff too, which I really appreciated yeah. that, you know, everything from uh, Japanese sushi to, I mean, Mexican, it was, it was, it was really, they did a really great job of, of, of making it multicultural and making it healthy and giving you multiple, multiple options. Um, so I, I really I, I love the cafeteria. I, I know my friends didn't as much as me, but I never got sick of it. And same at UCLA. I mean that cafeteria was phenomenal. I mean, I got really blessed with the colleges and, and schools that I attended where they were definitely healthy and good options and the right. food wasn't like slop, you know what I mean? And then last <laughs> but not least, one of the things that I think um is you should, you know, always just sort of maybe have, are you okay there? Oh, I, have, I turned off my, uh, no, you should always, you know, in the back of your mind, um, you know, pre-plan sort of like a day, you know, um, where you, you know, are going to either text, Skype, call, email, whatever your parent. Um, for us, it normally ended up being like a Sunday. I knew that I'd probably hear something on a Sunday where if I maybe sent some emails or texts or whatever during the week and wasn't able to get responses right away, you know, Nikki would usually on Sunday sort of catch up um, or, you know, I knew kind of what her schedule was and, you know, Sundays always seemed to be, you know, if I could catch her, that would be a good day. So sort of like having those sort of sweet spots where you know that it's like, if I really do need to talk to her, you know, what is that sweet spot? Um, is it Sunday? Is it Tuesday afternoon? Is she usually free on Wednesday nights? Like, what is it? You know, I always found that helpful too. Right. Yeah, you know, no, so that are you, definitely. 
Yeah, you're done choking. Yeah, it, it's weird because I turned off my microphone. I don't know how you still heard me. Yeah, I yeah, thought I'm the same still... thing when I sneeze. That's why I was so surprised when you said bless you. I was like, really? So maybe, maybe these microphones, maybe we're just going through our, our inner microphone on the laptop. Something to look into, something we can maybe try. Um, but yeah, I'm still, I'm, I apologize about that. I'm still dealing with a little bit of post-nasal drip, um, especially in the mornings and at nights. Um, this sinus crap uh, has lingered on way too long. Um, but yeah, I definitely think that that um, these are really great outlines and guidelines to follow for mm-hmm. a new, and especially, you know, if, if whether this is your first kid that you're sending off to college or your fifth kid sending off to college, it's always a good reminder to, to you know, to stay in touch with your kid and make sure that they're safe, make sure that, you know, you know who they're hanging out with and spending time with the best you can. You ask them about their grades and, and, and school because even though they are on their own, um, <clears throat> you know, they'll always be, be your kids. And it's always nice to have – I know the feeling of having someone check in um, can be annoying at times, but it's also when you don't have it, you miss it. So um, definitely, right. um, you know, to the kids out there going away to college that are like, oh, I can't wait, um, just, just trust me. When you don't have it, you'll miss it. So, so take it in now. And well, it's the last, I was going to say, it's the last four years where you can still get away with saying, I need winter, I need to do winter shopping. I need to do, you know. Uh, uh, well, at least for you. Not everyone is uh, can relate to that, I don't think. I couldn't. Well, I, I mean, <sighs> I, yeah. I think I think that, that after that, you you know, you're 20-something you're years old. You're not going to go asking your parents to get you back to back to life clothes, you know what I mean? <clears throat> yeah, I think that I think that narrative is different for a lot of us. Um, but, you know, for a lot of the parents whose children are, are leaving the nest, whether it's an empty nest or just one less in the nest, exactly the same things that we mentioned for the students work for the parents. Join the Y. Get commu- identify community. What's your passion? You want to do pottery? Go out and do pottery. You want to start doing yoga? Go out and do yoga, right? Um, you know, uh, cook food, um, go out and eat as a community or invite people over into your space, you know, so now you have the freedom. Yeah, dinner parties are the best. Yeah, to do more things. So, you know, it's good for the goose is good for the gander, right? Is I think, I think that's the right metaphor, um, in this situation, uh, you know, I think, um, definitely. Well, I think that's all really good advice, and I hope that everyone um, finds, you know, something that they can relate to, and I really love the stuff that came through your lens because, you know, um, you know, I think they all involved um, community and also things that would enhance team spirit, you know, school spirit, you know, which oh, is yeah. great. School getting involved with your thing. school. Oh, yeah. Getting involved with your school. Um, you know, I didn't do Greek life, but I know a lot of people – you know, really, really love that. And that's a good way to get to meet people. But school spirit is, is the best thing that, that there really is. I, I, yeah. I genuinely, you know, I didn't have sports, but we had a lot of school spirit, a lot of school activities. And I definitely got involved with every single one as I could. You know, we had big calf shows, which were actually took place in our cafeteria. Um, and, and they were free and they were awesome. And, 
Um, you know, a lot of your teachers will hold seminars. If you like your teacher, definitely go check those out. It's, it's another just great way to further your education and great way to meet people. So definitely, um, you know, don't, don't waste time because those four years go by quicker than anything. I mean, I've, I've even lived five years out here now and it's gone by faster than college. It's, it's, you know, it's a shorter amount of time than you really think. Um, so, so I know people probably tell you that forever and you don't realize it, but, and, and the parents too, it's a short four years. So, um, make sure to, to keep in touch with your kids and, and know what's going on. Yeah. <clears throat> so, and just last but not least, our BAM of the month, um, you know, again, we don't really like to argue and, uh, you know, say he said, she said too much, but we do like to just make some random statements and, you know, global warming is such a hot topic that. Um, you know, Los Angeles fires or California fires, not even Los Angeles or San Bernardino. I mean, it's just unbelievable what has been happening in even the last in month here. Yeah, everywhere. Italy just had this horrific earthquake. Um, the Antarctic ice shelf, there's a chunk the size of Delaware that is set to break off and affect coastal areas. We've had 90 plus degrees temperatures all over the country, pretty much uh, in unison. Um, and then, as Nikki was saying to me earlier, and then the next day, 50 degrees, um, you know, and yet I still walk around neighborhoods and I see sprinklers leaking, people hosing down driveways, um, cars running without people in them. Um, you know, every driver in a family has a car, no one walking. And, you know, at what point are we all going to pay attention? We really right. all need to take responsibility and get <clears throat> conscious about this stuff um, because there's really no reason for us. I mean, for if we're really living our best life, we should be outside more. We should be driving less. We should be um, doing lots of things that can help change a lot of these realities. Um, so, yeah, so I think we're almost at the end of our thing. <clears throat> you, you, you're coughing. I'm sneezing. I think it's like the perfect time for us to. Speaking of global warming, I mean, it's just crazy to me. This is the first time in four years that I have, you know, gone and gotten like, you know, over the counter sinus medication. Um, And I think it's definitely got to do a lot with all the stuff that's going on. So I do apologize for the sniffles and, and uh, the coughing, like I said, in the morning, um, you know, this has been the first, two or three days that I've gone without medicine and you can tell I'm still a little, yeah. little horse, but I do want to let you guys know before, before I, I, we sign off here um, Thursday, which is tomorrow. I'll be on the West side in Venice at Mercedes grill from nine to 11 with Tazomi. Um Friday. I'll be at Tantalum from six 30 to ten thirty, And I want to say Saturday I'm at the boathouse, but I, you are. So I will or be Sunday. Uh, Maybe Sunday. This weekend's crazy, but definitely keep posted um, on Nikki-Bove.com. And again, for anything Paleo Boss Lady, go to PaleoBossLady.com. And she'll actually be making appearance at my gig on Friday. So if you want to get to see both of us, come on by. Well, and I also just, uh, 10 days from today, the Taking It to the Streets Tour launches. If you're in the Phoenix area, I know. If you're in the Phoenix area, there's an Open to the Public event. 
If you're in the Indiana, uh, Indianapolis area, there's an open to the public event. Hit me up at the paleobosslady.com or go to my website for more information or social media. Killing it. I can't believe it's right. that time. I All know. Right. I know. All right. All right. We'll talk to you guys next week where we have Dylan. Dylan. Dylan Drews, another miracle. This dude was a ranked body surfer, believe it or not, and ended up getting stricken with a crazy disease. And we're going to hear how he clawed his way back to miracle status. Can't wait. We'll see you at All right. 8.30, Take care. 8.30 to 9.30 Pacific Standard Time. Have a great week, everyone. Bye-bye. Ciao, ciao.